Hello, podcast listeners. It's me, Tom Brokaw, here to tell you the big news with this podcast network. I know, they got me. Tom Brokaw. Is Tom Brokaw alive? Nobody knows. I just want to tell you that uh, if you have been enjoying the podcast from this network, this one, Hamburglore, Big Three, Everything Ranked, whatever, and if you listen to this podcast on Spotify or just have a Spotify account, it would help us out a great deal if you went to the pages for the shows and rated them five stars. That kind of thing really helps us out, especially when a new ranking system gets implemented. This is a great chance for a lot of podcasts that you listen to, not just ours or theirs, because I'm Tom Brokaw, to get a lot more attention uh, than they normally would. And this helps with algorithmic stuff, especially with Spotify, because Spotify is magic and knows exactly what you're gonna like. So if you want to show Spotify that you like this, well, hey, then whatever other people are listening to, whatever K-pop you're listening to, might get a thing that says like, hey, do you like Hamburg lore? No. We'll give it a try. This is how Tom Brokaw sounds. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to do that, that would be much appreciated. And if you upload a screen cap of you rating the podcast five stars to the hashtag Big Wet Sloppy Kiss on Twitter, we will give you a shout out in the episode itself. And speaking of shout outs, here come the Patreon shout outs for this week from me, Tom Brokaw. Emily Lyon, Jet Set Spy, Pilnock, Nancy Konek, Nene12715, Nick Potter, Phantom23, Spence, and Stephen Mayfield. Thank you so much for your very, very generous patronage. You help the folks at Some Good Shows pay to keep the lights turned on, and I don't just mean with power flowing to them, ladies. Anyway, I've been Tom Brokaw, and it is time for you to listen to this podcast. Goodbye. show the show that typically makes you randomize video games but we wanted to talk about real video games turns out we actually play video games yeah we started this podcast because video games are pretty stupid and we wanted to just poke fun at video games but video games are kind of cool this year <laughs> pretty good they've i would say they've been cool for a while now right um, yeah we're running into the same thing that like anime and movies are right now where it's mm -hmm. like all right, all the stuff that got put off in 2020 because of pandemic, now it's all coming out right mm -hmm. now, and I don't have the fucking time to experience all of these things. Feel that. And, like, normally I know we, like, in the past have done, like, a game that we made of the year, and, like, I think I kind of like doing this more, like, something about that always felt a little bit masturbatory. <laughs> yeah. I think it was fun. I don't want to do it every year, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, award um, like, a silly award show could be cool, but also, yeah. like, there's just a lot happening right now. Yeah. So I, I literally just DM'd Cam, and I was like, you want to talk about games that we liked? He was like, hey, do you want to talk about actual games? I'm like, actually, I really would. That'd be pretty cool. Because <laughs> I also just, like, kind of us being in our own little podcast corner, I feel like I kind of miss getting to talk about games as they happen. Yeah. Um, and I kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah. Not every week, but like sure. today. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, like I, <laughs> I, I just really like talking about video games and gushing about yeah, cool shit. So, so, so why don't you go first? We, I, I said like, let's pick like three or so games that we really liked this yeah. year. It doesn't have to be like in order yeah, of the, no. the score that I would get. It's just like, what games do you like? Huh? <laughs> I think so. I, uh, of my three year, I, I, I think I am going to eventually just like write a list because that just seems mm -hmm. like fun and there's like a weird level of FOMO seeing everybody else do it. I did like a joke one that was like Yeah, halfway. you just like a fucking screenshot of your notes app. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to I wanna give a shout out to Persona 5 Strikers, which is a game that came out this year. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like I forgot about it for most of this year. Um, I I forgot about my favorite game this year. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> like I uh, like I I was setting up my PS5 and like moved all the stuff over from my PS4, and that was one of the things that pulled over. And I'm like, oh, I had a really great time with that actually. And yeah. so I've just been like thinking about it a lot more lately, and like. I adore that game. Um, I, I was having some conversations with people because it was like originally pitched as a Persona Muso game, um, which mm -hmm. it's made by 
Koei Tecmo. So you kind of would expect that. Yeah. Um, and like going in, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm sure this will be like a really cool, fun time. Like I know they were like sort of pitching it as like a sequel to Persona 5, which, yeah. you know, I'm super down with because um, I just those are my children. I adore them. Um, it's a sequel to five, but not royal, right? That's weird to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, I I adore royal. I think royal is like the best version of that story. Um, yeah, but like I, I I'm just so used to like all of the Persona Four stuff and all the Persona Four spinoffs. Like all of them were like a canon straight line. Um, yeah, like it was like this game, then this game, and then this part of this game is like here and stuff like that. And this one, I think they're just like fuck it, whatever, who cares? And like I'm o- I'm okay with that. Like that's right. fine. Um, it just like caught me off guard a little bit. But if you're already going to be releasing like a definitive edition with totally. extra mo- and more shit, then you have already created multiple timelines. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like the thing that made me kind of okay with it as I like finished just my my playthrough of Strikers is that like tone wise and like where the characters are at mentally they kind of like get to the same like mental place um where um i guess sort of spoilers but i mean all of these games end with like you leaving your friends because you're only there for like a year um Mm -hmm. but like uh you know all of them just get into like it's not just you moving on. Everybody else is moving on. And like, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's great. And like Royal played with those themes a whole lot. And I really appreciated that because in the original five, I felt like it was just, all right, you're gone. And these people just revolve their whole lives around you. And now they just have nothing to do. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that that stuff's really cool. Um, I, I expected a Muso. Um, I got a lot more than a Muso. Um, I know that people who were very excited about the Muso stuff were a little bit disappointed in that. And I think that's super valid, but, uh, it's straight up just a fucking persona action RPG. And that's such a fucking no brainer, dude. Um, yeah. Just considering like how stylized and cool those games look, um, how like persona five in particular is all about like breaking into places, doing cool heists and all like all this flashy shit. Like you want to be doing that, you know, motherfucker. One of the characters has a gun and, and their ghost guardian is a, is a motorcycle. That is the Pope. Are you yeah, kidding me? Fucking tight, Are you dude. kidding me? And she, Oh man, she's so cool. And she has a, she has like fucking like, uh, brass knuckles with spikes at the end of them and a revolver. Yes. Good. Um, like all of that stuff is really cool and great. Like the entire game is just you going on a road trip across Japan with your best friends. And that's fucking awesome. It's like a John Hughes movie. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. It's like fucking the breakfast club. Like it's, it's, that's what, when you were like, it, it make everybody at the end moves Mm -hmm. on. I'm like, this is, that's some 16 candle shit. That's some pretty in pink shit. It's fucking great. Absolutely. Like, I think this game also like it, really works like you said 16 candles like the fact that they are all high schoolers like and that's like you know set normally is like a very uh formative time for a lot of people which is why you see a lot of high school media you know i i think that that stuff works really well with them coming to those conclusions i think like the combat is like pretty cool and fun like if you are familiar with the actual turn-based stuff like a lot of that stuff is there in a really cool way like if you want to like cast a skill that are all like little like aoe stuff mm-hmm. or like healing your team you basically hold down i think it's like r1 and like your persona menu just appears and then it just straight up like freezes time and goes turn-based for a second so you're like planning out moves in a way that's really cool um good i also would be an absolute fucking idiot if i did not uh, shout out the soundtrack. Holy shit. I yeah. think the battle themes and the boss themes in Strikers are the best they've ever been in the whole series. Yeah. Um, and I adore all of these soundtracks so much. Like, And Persona 5 whips ass. Yeah, sonically. dude. Like, Even if you don't like the game, which is like me, but like, it's still like that music whips ass. I was like so impressed with the remixes that they did for this, but like even yeah. more so, like I was so impressed with the original music they did for this. Um, they brought in people who worked on previous ones. The actual sound team for this one was not Atlas's sound team. Um, it was uh, Koei Tecmo's sound team, which I was oh, really word. surprised to hear about because I'm like, it has a little bit different of a flavor, but it still works really well. Yeah. Um, it just fucking rules. Like, 
so many of the songs in that just make you want to just fucking shoot God in the face. And you do and, in persona. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they, they fucking nailed it. I think it's really cool. If you like the vibe of persona five, um, but couldn't get into the turn-based stuff, cannot recommend this enough. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it's really great. I like it. <laughs> that's, that's that. Um, I'm trying not to just talk well, constantly so about that. Cause I could, so <laughs> it's on switch, but it looks real good on, on a PS4 and a PS5. Like, yeah, ooh, it's also on PC and it goes on sale all the time. In fact, if that, if that's interesting to you. So, well, speaking of Koei Tecmo, mm -hmm. I, I played so much monster rancher two uh, you sure did um <laughs> you were you were tweeting through it <laughs> i i love monster rancher 2 so fucking much what i mm -hmm. love about it and like here's here's the pitch on it the original game right is you're a monster breeder and there's a bunch of stuff you can do with your monsters you can you can raise them up and train them and play with them and 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 fight with them it's basically what if pokemon was digimon kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah totally and what i love about it is there is like no cohesive like art style for the monsters there's none it's great <laughs> it's so it's so fucking cool like there's a bunch of them the starting ones where you're like all right this is like a rabbit that punches this is like a a wolf with like horns and stuff and his name is tiger yeah. which is very good um this one's a big dog this is a gorilla cool i got it and then they were like what if what if this man's made out of jelly and you're like excuse me uh, yeah hello hi i'm interested what about a plant with three mouths um okay what about an eyeball with a tail and that's it it's like excuse Fuck yeah. me great shout out neversoft so, yeah uh, holy shit suezo neversoft um <laughs> i'll be i'll be pretty brief with it because i know that it's super super niche more niche even than persona 5 strikers but like which is a wild sentence yeah. It's weird to me that Persona's mainstream. Yeah, exactly. Because when I played, when I got into it, it super wasn't. No. Like, I think that's cool. Yeah. But anyway. So so the, the, the vibe with Monster Rancher is you got these monsters, um, you raise one of them at a time, and back in the day, what you would do is you would go to what's called the shrine, and you would pop out the disc, the game disc, and you would mm -hmm. put in any CD or DVD or whatever. Um, in the later games, it was DVDs and stuff too, but mm -hmm. you would put in any like CD-ROM or CD and it would generate a monster for you based off of some kind of data in that. The cool thing about it was long before Alolan forms or Galarian forms or like Hisuian forms and shit, like you could just combine monsters and just be like, this is the, I mixed the ape with the plant and now I have an ape that has a strawberry for a head. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it captures that vibe of like the the mid to late 90s when everyone was like what about a game about monsters that you collect totally. and everyone was like yeah <laughs> i only ever played like maybe 15 hours of four mm -hmm. for the playstation 2 um and i had a fucking blast with it but like before that like i saw monster rancher as a thing and i'm like okay like you're just you're just trying to do like you're doing a, a Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it was like around the time that like, uh, it, it was kind of even before, like I felt like Digimon was carving out its own niche, like Digimon and monster rancher. Like to me as a kid almost felt like offensive. <laughs> um, cause I just like held Pokemon in like such a high regard, but, uh, no, I was like, nah, this looks stupid, but now I'm just like, no, this looks stupid. Non-derogatory. Exactly. And so the, the vibe of it is like there is multiple tournaments from um, A to E, and then there's also S above that. And once you get to S class, there is like the major four, which is like major, like four big tournaments that are even harder. And then after that, you have the, the Legend Cup, which is like you versus a different continent's champion. It's so fucking cool. There's like a little calendar that you have. It's weirdly kind of like a dating game too yeah like there's like a 
big focus on like your relationship with the monster and like how it interacts with other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it'll get stressed out. So you have to like feed it certain stuff. There are randomized likes and dislikes for foods for each monster. So even if you have one of the same species, it's going to be different. Like their personalities will vary too. Like you can do training exercises to raise their stats. That's how you do it. And you know, I raised like two monsters from from birth to death because they do die. They either passed or failed their training things. And I played this game a lot as a kid, so I didn't even know a lot of this shit was possible. But I got one that was like a little stinker. Mm-hmm. I, I generated him from a Neil Cesarega CD, which perfect. Yeah, which like to to generate them now. There's just basically a list printed off from Spotify that they're like, "What CD do you want?" There's new shit on there. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah, because they were like, yeah, these are coming to switch. And my first thought was like, cool. How? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like with the training stuff, like I got this little weird stinker guy and he would get a result other than success or failure on his trainings, which was cheat. He would cheat on his fucking training. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, It's so fucking weird and cool. And like there's a loyalty stat which like dictates how you how it responds to you in battle. And the battle is decided by like distance from the other monster rather than like Hmm. choosing an attack. Like there you have like a long attack, a mid attack, like a short range attack, and like a like a CQC. Interesting. Um Yeah. And like so there's you moving towards or away the guy, then the other one does the same to you. It's so it's such a distilled, weird, like, PS1 vibe, but it's like, I feel like it still holds up, and I'm like, maybe this is my favorite game of all time? I don't know. It's, like, one of the most Nathan games that I can imagine ever existing. Motherfucker, there's, there's a kind of robot who is basically a droid from Star Wars, right? His name is Hanger, mm-hmm. and you can get, like, different breeds of Hangers. There's a special one called Skeleton. It's a robot skeleton. And its okay. its flavor text is its design is a reminder that death is always with us. <laughs> <laughs> to obtain skeleton in Monster Rancher 2, use Marilyn Manson mechanical animals. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's the wildest like guide text for a video game. I think in really the past like 15 years <laughs> i got i have two short examples of of how wild this game is and you should totally buy this game it's so fucking good um like i i'm i'm hearing like a lot of this and just seeing a bunch of your like uh like your tweets and stuff and just you talking to me about it on the side like offline and stuff and i'm like what if i like once i get my capture card figured out like what if i just like get this and that is what i stream for a while because that sounds like a blast yeah Yeah. and you've got an audience that doesn't really give a shit what you're streaming yeah (laughs) my stream's stupid anyway so (laughs) let's just get weirder so the the other one of the one of the two weird things is like okay three there's 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 this little monster named racky and racky is basically a chucky doll Um, and how you get him is you get really good at tournaments and then eventually somebody sends you a creepy doll and you know, the game goes week by week. It's like turns. It's like, uh, if you, if you know, like dating games, like Tokimeki Memorial from, from action Mm -hmm. buttons review, it's a lot like that where it's like, what am I going to do this week? Um, and you choose one thing to do. And like one week, the male guy will just bring you this weird doll and, and your your partner person will be like, that's fucked. I'm putting this away. And then <laughs> like a month or so later, it'll just be out and you'll be like, I'm sorry, what is this doing here? And then it'll just keep doing that like three or four times until which time your monster dies and you have an empty barn for the for the week because you, you literally find your monsters dead it is horrifying <laughs> uh. um, but it's really it's really goofy though at the same time sure. so it's not like disturbing but like so the morning where you're about to like go into town to either generate or get one of your monsters from storage that you already generated there will be this little guy in there this little racky in there and the, it's the puppet that came to life that's it <laughs> cool there's great a, there's a variation of him that you get when you fucking use an alvin and the chipmunks christmas album his name is satan claus uh, okay okay <laughs> he's a little 
haunted Santa Claus with a knife. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. If you're if you're into Pokemon, Monster Rancher is a lot like if every monster was as weird and hard to obtain as Runagrigus. Fuck yeah. Cool. <laughs> like we're talking some spiritum shit. Exactly, but it'll happen randomly to you. Also, it's not like it, it's not inc- fucking good. It's not incredibly hard to get these. It will just happen to you, and you're and like your monster will die, and you'll be like, ah, oh, fuck. We we went so far, and you know you can make a you can have like a funeral for it and everything, and then you go, Whew, and then the next morning happens, and then like <laughs> there's like a little fucking weird guy. <laughs> but to close to close it out. The literal scariest thing in any video game. I'm going to spoil this because literally no one's going to play this, but maybe you will because I said this. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a monster in Monster Rancher called Mach, and Mach is like a mimic. It's it's basically Trevenant from Pokemon. Um, Okay, Okay, cool. So... To obtain Mach in Monster Rancher 2, visit the item shop on a non-sale week after reaching rank 4. Auntie Verde will give you some mysterious seeds. Colt, uh, which is your partner, will plant the seeds by the river on the ranch. Eventually, a small tree will grow. This tree will gradually appear closer and closer to the barn as time passes. Um, um, okay. And the, f- the fucked thing is like, I, I think it's every October fourth week it'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I happened to be on like expeditions and stuff that week, so it was like years in between. Uh, when I, because if you miss if you miss a thing, you just have to wait out until next week, next year. And like some events mm-hmm. are like once every four years. It's really cool that yeah. way. But like the the <laughs> the tree will gradually appear closer and closer to the barn as time passes. Until one week, it will blossom with flowers. It will then die the following week, and your partner will ask if you should water it. If you do, one of your monsters will die at some point, and the following week. A haunted tree will be in your <laughs> barn. Okay, <laughs> sure. Why not? If I was a kid and I was playing this game and I was like, "Oh, cool! I have a tree for my thing," because like you can get like a hot springs, mm-hmm. you can upgrade stuff. It's not that weird to be like, "I have a tree over here now." But then right. it's like your person will be like, "Did the tree get closer to the barn?" Yeah, that would have fucking terrified me as a fucking yeah. nine year old playing this, this. And like. If I was a kid hearing about this game from some other kid on the playground, would never have believed them in a second. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Just that is some like playground that shit. That is something that I would expect to be printed in like Electronic Gaming Monthly on April Fools. Yeah. Like there's a there's a worm monster. There's a worm monster that if you feed up to 30 cup jellies <laughs> to it and have it be a certain stat, but not above this certain stat at this week in this year, it will bury itself and come out a beetle. So fucking cool. Great. Cool. <laughs> sure. But yeah, Fuck, that's, man. that's that's Monster Rancher 2. Let's um, let's let's do another one for you and we'll take a small break and then come back. This is going to yeah. be a little bit of a longer one, but we're, we're just vibing. So that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Whatever. What, what um, you got? I feel like I could not talk about games this year without talking about Final Fantasy 14. Yes. Um I I think I so I like keep a Twitter thread of like stuff that I've finished this year um which doesn't necessarily have like every game that I put like a significant amount of time into. It's more just like I finished this and it's more it. like yeah. just for keeping track of me, you know. Yeah. Um but um I think I like started Final Fantasy like early this year um, because I finished A Realm Reborn in like like March or something like that or April whenever I finished A Realm Reborn um, and I didn't expect to get like really into it like I've never been an MMO person no holy fuck dude <laughs> um, I the stories are true <laughs> I just recently finished Endwalker yeah and whoo buddy so, you know how whenever you play, like, a really fucking good JRPG, you've got, like, really good characters, and you're just doing some, like, really cool shit, and there's, like, this awesome story, and it's, like, 100 hours, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, like front to back, and you have this, like, time, and it's, like, this slow buildup, and then it just kind of explodes, and it's very satisfying. Imagine that, but, like, since fucking 2012. Insanity. Um, they like really fucking stuck the landing in a way that I was 
a little worried about like obviously i haven't been playing it since since it was very bad and on 360 or whatever totally i know i know a lot of people who like were like yeah like i've been playing since it was on my ps3 when it was 1.0 which is just a bad game um and man like there are like i i I don't want to like beleaguer the point too much of just like how much i really enjoyed it but like there's just like so many almost like jrpg tropes that they kind of play around with in a way that's really cool like the game is a whole lot of reading like it's a fucking mmo like obviously it's going to take a lot of time to you know get through and get anywhere in but like a lot of the whole like oh my friends are my power thing or like just a lot of like wild shit where it's like oh this character does this like noble sacrifice and it's like affecting like that stuff like i think i appreciate it in this a lot more just because you spend so much time with these characters and they're like really 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 well developed yeah you've spent you've spent more time with these fucking characters than probably some of your like cousins dude (laughs) totally absolutely um like the like a lot of the stuff like it 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 plays with its legacy and the legacy of just Final Fantasy as a whole in a way that I like really appreciate like a lot of the um like the current like end game like uh do like your your daily like roulettes of like you know your raids and your dungeons and all of that other stuff like you get currency that you cash in for like this new end game armor so you can get your item level up to do other stuff um all that stuff like right now is like all inspired like pretty heavily by like final fantasy four. So they all look like all of those like jobs in that game. Like my black mage looks like a black mage in final fantasy four, which is fucking cool. They just, it's, it's really good. Like the music and stuff that they do, it pulls from like, not just like they could have just pulled from like the previous expansion, but they went back to like 1.0 and like a realm reborn and pulled like a lot of themes. Like, uh it's it's kind of like a weird like it almost feels like very uh diminutive to say but it's absolutely like the avengers endgame of right. like final fantasy 14 because this is like a narrative thread and arc that they've been building to since fucking 2014 right it's really great and like the the story in endwalker in particular does a lot of like twists and turns that you don't really necessarily expect and there's a lot of things where you're like okay well if i think the pacing of this is going to be this 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 and then this it's just like no fuck you this thing you thought was like five times down the line we're doing it now and you're gonna have to deal with that for a while buddy yeah and to to do that for how many hours have you played this game uh all of 14 or just endwalker all all told um according to steam which is pretty accurate uh I am at 508 hours. That's bananas that yeah. new shit can happen and surprise you. And it's not like totally. it's not like when you play WoW and you're like, yeah, there's a new raid where there's like a different there's like a magician again or whatever. I don't know. Right. <laughs> and like they have so much stuff to play with just in the not just like the Final Fantasy averse, um, but like near uh, <laughs> the near shit is so fucking good, dude. Um, like I'm a. It obviously helps that I am just a fucking diehard, annoying near stan, um, which I also came out this year as that remake, which is very, very, very good. Yeah, um, I thought about talking about that one, but it's, you know, but that game is entirely built on this reverence for their history in a way that's like really positive and cool and isn't afraid to look forward um, in a way that I think is very cool. Uh, specifically a lot of shit in Endwalker is just like, I have no idea what the fuck they're going to do next because they have like absolutely taken everything that Final Fantasy 14 has been up to this point and just wrapped it in a neat little bow, given it to you, and then they're just completely done with it. Yeah, yeah. I know that this is like the end of this like big chunk of story and like... Totally. I don't know anything um, about like the specifics of of anything, but I know that like... You know, fucking Kafka's in there, the the bad guy from yeah, six. like he's he's one of the fucking raid fights. Um, like there's the near stuff, which is really cool. Um, it seems like such a cool thing. It sucks that like MMOs are like Nate poison, and like totally, I was like 
I swear to, I swan to John, I was like 95% to being like, well, I mean, I mean, you know, it's free till you know, no restrictions on playtime, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, not right now. Well, right, yeah, no, now there <laughs> yeah. is only a restriction on playtime, which is don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, maybe I'll play this. But then there was one day where I was in voice chat with you and like three other people, mm -hmm. and just the act of you guys trying to find each other, I was like, no, no I'm out no. actually. And they, they do a lot of really cool stuff with I know that's uh, not objectively a bad thing, but totally. for me, I was just like, ooh, this does whatever the opposite of tickling my brain. This put itching powder yeah. on my brain. <laughs> and I, I have I have like played almost that entire game completely solo and yeah. just like relied on matchmaking. But like with Shadowbringers and Endwalker, uh, they introduced the system called the trust system, which is where uh, you can just queue into a dungeon with NPCs that are part of the story. And it rules. It's really cool and like a really fun way to like actually like learn those fights. And like it makes sense because like if you just queue up with other people, then like narratively it's like, OK, uh, you three people go away. Now I have to have now I have to talk to my friends here um, instead of just them being like a part of that. But fuck, maybe I will play it. I don't know. <laughs> I think Endwalker absolutely rules um, just kind of across the board but I, I think the thing that i i really appreciated that it did was it was it was really deeply satisfying like it was a perfect send-off to like all of these plot threads like it wrapped them up pretty well it makes you actually like I, i'm not gonna like spoil the ending here um because i talked about that with nate and we cut that part out um <laughs> spider-man <laughs> what it makes you feel like all of the wild shit that you get up to and how you're just like constantly coming in and saving the day. It like does such a good job of making that feel earned in a way that a lot of MMOs or even JRPGs don't necessarily do. That's crazy. <laughs> and you play destiny and like it like totally. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I love destiny and I think destiny is at its best whenever the focus is not you, the player. Yeah. Um, but this one, they've managed to make it where the focus on you, the player, is fucking awesome. So wild. Shout out. Shout out Endwalker, because uh, I know a lot of people love to just go on the Internet and listen to people talk about Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> <laughs> fucking OK. So I said we'll take a break. But I, don't know, I don't give a shit. We're not going to. You can just throw one in if you have to. It's fine. Yeah. And now a break. Whoa. Welcome back from the break. <laughs> Hello, break. It's me, Cam. I'm one step closer to the edge, and yeah. we just broke. I want to talk about a little video game about a circle. <laughs> it's called yeah, bitch. It's called it's called Loop Hero, and Love I Loop play Hero. it in my dreams. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I was so mad that whenever I like when I first played this game, it didn't really grab me. Same. Um, and then I like set it down for a few months, and then I'm like. Oh, loop hero let me check that out again all i could think about for like months um uh, and then i finished it and then that night they announced it for switch i'm like fuck man <laughs> god damn it fuck well i picked it up for switch just because i've heard a lot of people talk about it and i i know that it is like there is cool narrative stuff in it but you don't necessarily need to really give a shit the plot is not the it's it's fine. It's that it's that uh that roguelike thing of like whoa the world's repeating whoa 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 yeah you basically just have to know that premise and you're good yeah. really I'm gonna fight various things the end yeah but the pitch for Loop Hero is you have a hero that you choose um right now anyway I'm not done with the game I'm 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 like mm -hmm. fighting the urge to stop this podcast and play it right now um, I understand right now I have three classes um. There is a warrior, a rogue, and a mm. necromancer, which is yeah. a wild card. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there, there is a stat. Listen to me, everyone. There is a stat mm -hmm. in this video game called skeleton max level. <laughs> yeah. Are yeah. You, are you are you shitting yeah. my dick, dude? <laughs> friend, friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Uh. <laughs> Hi, I'm skeleton max level. <laughs> Yeah. I'm Umbrellaton's girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. It, it, like, the premise is you have one of your little guys on a on a fixed track, and they mm -hmm. walk through it. You don't necessarily control them. Actually, you don't control them at all. What you mm -hmm. control is the equipment they have, and you control what the environment does. 
yeah and like start and stop like pause and stuff like that yeah but yeah you could yeah you can stop to to um strategize or plan mm-hmm. and then adventure right so the way that you control the world is you have like a bunch of cards that you get you get us um you get them when you defeat enemies or when certain things happen it's like uh it's like if magic the gatherings land cards were settlers of Catan hexagons <laughs> if that yeah, makes 100%. any sense like <laughs> they all do specific things and like you know if you get uh nine mountains and rocks together at the same time it makes a big mountain that gives you an even bigger bonus to your max health but watch out every three days harpies come from it it's like oh shit cool I don't know. There's shit like if you put a vampire house next to a village, it turns it into a like a village of the undead. But yeah. after three loops, it turns into yeah. a like a like a Doctor Doom Latveria thing where they're like, actually, we're yeah. fine with the vampire, and you get like better rewards for that. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's so cool. That's part of I like I. That's part of my kit that I go into every like l- like session with. It's like I have to have a village. I have to have a vampire thing. Always a lighthouse, <laughs> of course. Um, I I really underestimated how important the like base building stuff outside of the game is. That's what I'm running up against right now. Where I'm like, oh, until I like started doing it because you can get like I got these guard towers that you can yes. have up to four guard towers, and those basically are like. Okay, well, for every guard tower, you have one person that is like essentially helping participate in combat, which just happens without you at all. Mm-hmm. You have like an active time battle, like gauge, like it's old school Final Fantasy. And when the gauge is full, you will do your attack. There's different percentages for if X totally. or Y is going to happen, but yeah. Um, and so what I do is I, the like the first thing I do if I can, if like, if I get the necessary like buildings for it is I build a village like at each space on the outside of the uh, campfire. And then I just put vampire houses right there. And so that way, like the difficulty curve of having to fight vampires and a bunch of other shit in a town that literally gives you no health benefits is outweighed by the fact that I have four people shooting crossbows in it, into it at all yeah, times. That is so. literally, literally what I'm about to do with my stuff. <laughs> I'm really happy that I did not play that game with a guide. Yeah, me neither. I, I like asked you like, how do I equip the necklace? <laughs> yeah, I think the best, the best thing about that game is just accidentally finding shit. Yeah, it's the same thing with Monster Rancher, where you're like, totally. oh, this is happening. There are UFOs in Monster Rancher. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it just so much weird shit has been considered in that game that makes it really cool. Like, I have put a lot of time into that game. Let me pull Steam back up, and I'll tell you an exact number. I've done, okay, so I'm like, like I'm like 40 hours, um, which is like quite a bit for that game. Yeah. And there's still so much shit in that game that I don't know. Like, I have, like, finished the game. I've seen credits. Like, I I have, like, done the, like, straight path to the end. And there's still just so much shit in there that I just have no idea what's going on. And it's so cool to think about. Yeah, man. It's it's such an interesting setup for a game. And, like, like I said, like, you don't need to pay attention to any of the shit. All you need... It's, it's like that really crunchy JRPG shit where it's yeah. just, like... Ah, this breastplate doth have more max HP. Totally. And does damage to all. I'm going for a damage to all build on this run. Well then. <laughs> like- yeah. Like everything in this game looks like the 16-bit version of some shit you would see on the side of some dude's van. This is the first you know? this is the first and only game that has ever had a good CRT filter. And I play I, agree. I play yeah. with it. I on, totally agree. And it, it's it's like a Commodore 64 game. It's, it it's, looks so good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's soundtrack whips too. Yeah. Ironically, the music doesn't loop. <laughs> yeah. There's like um, five different songs that play. Like the music <laughs> that plays whenever you, uh, in my case, a lot accidentally start a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Fucking like just kicks my heart into overdrive and i just like have fight or flight immediately I'm like oh god can i actually do this oh yeah. yeah but it's so good like the synths in it are just like real heavy and like piercing in a way that i really really like i've turned down my subwoofer 
that I have because I was like, <laughs> this this bumps a lot, and I got neighbors. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck um, the Loop Hero soundtrack. Like, I'm gonna say. <laughs> soundtrack i did not expect to love this year that i really liked cam loves games with hero in the title that have music in them <laughs> turns out yeah <laughs> so yeah that's 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 my two of three so cam what is your what is your final game uh oh man this is going to be really hard to talk about let's talk about inscription aka i think one of the coolest video games i've ever played in my entire life and and um, and, and there there is a big spoilery thing that happens in it i do not know about it cam refuses to tell me because it's probably going to come to console at this some point is a game that i like literally tweeted about it today because it's like eight dollars on the epic game store right um right now it's on sale which if you're listening to this Go fucking buy it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, um, if, uh, I'm just not a person that can play video games on the computer because I sit here for fucking 10 hours a day anyway. Yeah, but. like uh, I, I straight up convinced Audrey, my girlfriend, to play it. Yes, I like, saw. You need to play this game. Play it on your fucking laptop. And she's like, oh, OK, cool. Great. And she did. And she's enjoying it. It's cool. I've been like watching her stream it to me in Discord and be like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> um, inscription is like it is so fucking hard to talk about. I did not. I thought people were really like a lot of people have said that whenever like this like first came out a few months ago. It was like October, uh, I think like 19th or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, this game's really cool, but I can't tell you about it. I'm like, fucking OK, like that's that's not cool. And then I played it. I can't fucking tell you about it. It's a card. It's a card. It's a deck building game, right? Yeah, it is a card game. It is a card game. Um, so it is a um, I'm going to go with what the trailer shows off because I've seen the trailer. There you go. It is a like a, a mind horror card game roguelike thing like psychological horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psycholog I couldn't think of psychological Mind for whatever horror. reason. I wanted to say psychiatric horror. Geriatric uh, <laughs> <Which> is... <laughs> horror. <laughs> um, fucking gubernatorial horror. I think that like a lot of the wild stuff that this game does and the shit that it goes for, it absolutely fucking lands. And I think that's fucking awesome and commendable. But I don't think any of that would land as well as it does if that card game was not airtight fucking perfect incredible it's so fucking good it's so much fun to play the visual language in it is really really well done in a way that you just kind of look at a board state and you can understand what's happening it um, reminds me of like if hearthstone was an n64 game is what it like looks it like to me has that kind of vibe yeah, yeah. um it's so good um, <laughs> like i i know that i knew that i was gonna talk about it because like i I really do think that this game has like snuck into like my top five all time That's games, keep... like just <sighs> fucking like with a bullet. Yeah. Um. I started playing it one night. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna check this out. Like, I, I know a lot of people have been saying things about it. Yeah. Um, and then I had to make myself go to bed at two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I finished it two nights later i literally could not i have not quit thinking about it since i started playing it and that is true today <laughs> how many hours into it does like the big whatever thing happen into it um i would say like five to ten um i finished the game in about 14 and a half hours but, okay so it's a late um, game like twist situation okay i uh, Mm. <laughs> I can't answer that. Spider-Man. Um, uh, <laughs> um I I was I was talking with our friend Aaron about it cuz Aaron's also playing it. Yeah. Um, Aaron actually, the person who bought me the game as a gift. Thank you Aaron. Ooh. I owe you my life. Um <laughs> it, I I would say the game like is a pretty good estimate. Like I got done in like 14-15 hours. Um I would say it's like a 15 to 20 hour game. Um and I think that range honestly just depends on how i don't want to say like good you are at card games but like if you are like versed in that language and understand like card economy and like right. stuff like that you know like if you've played a lot of card games then a lot of that language does carry over in a way that is really smart would you say that it's a good chaser to uh loop hero <laughs> kind of in a way like 
having like assets and cards. I think inscriptions way cooler than Loop Hero. Right, right, right. But I just mean like if you if you played Loop Hero and you like the economy of it and all the other jazz going on sure. in it, you're like cool. I like this. Then okay. Um, I I think they're way different things. Um, because interesting. It, it, inscription kind of plays like like a traditional card game um but it is like entirely roguelike like it's not a game it's not a card game that you can play with other people it's not a game <laughs> it's not it's not a game um it's not a card game that you can play with other people um because everything about it is like designed as a roguelike so it's like right. you are building a deck but essentially like playing hands and like magic the gathering or like the fucking pokemon card game or something like that uh but you're like playing against like roguelike encounters if that makes sense mm. um yeah and like the the wild shit that this game does whenever the shit really fucking pops off like it kept me guessing in a way that i really really appreciated like i think that if you are gonna play this game and i think that's kind of why i am so much like I'm not telling anybody a fucking thing. Like, I don't like being a person who is just take me at my word, play this fucking game, but like, take me at my word, play this fucking game, uh, <laughs> which is like a weird thing for me to say. Um, but yeah, like it does some wild shit that I have not seen a video game do. And I think that's what I like a whole lot about it, but also the card game is so fucking good, dude. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like really cool discovery things in it. It's also basically an escape room. I th okay. I'm getting inklings of like what the vibe is for it. Then okay. Um, it is like I, I think like I've heard people describe it a little bit as like oh, it's an escape room with a really fucking good card game in it. Um, and stuff that you do in the escape room is intrinsically tied to what is happening on the board and like your cards and things around that. And it's so fucking cool. If you like escape rooms at all, if you like card games at all, if you like video games doing things that only video games can do, check out this fucking game. Like, I literally cannot recommend it highly enough. I gotta um, play it. You... You are the one person I want to play this more than anybody. <laughs> Cause this this is so far up my alley and may as well be in my fucking mailbox. I have I have been watching YouTube videos, Nathan. <laughs> of like reactions of like the thing. I've watched like four full playthroughs of this game already. Good but shit. also I've been watching a lot of like unpacking secrets and there is an arg and like looking into stuff like that. Bitch. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Um, that, that whips. It's it is one of the coolest video games I've ever played in my entire life, and I mean that with my whole fucking chest. Um, Fuck. If you are listening to this and you like anything about me, go fucking play Inscription. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so here, here's my favorite game of the year. Please um, tell me. I don't think anybody knows about this game. <laughs> it's like I only heard about it because... Our mutual friend and constant collaborator, I think the person with the most appearances on any of our shows, uh, Reb Valentine, was talking about playing it. Mm -hmm. Just posted a couple screenshots, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And then I asked them, do you think I would like that? And they said, yeah, it seems like a Nate game. And I was like, okay. Everhood fucking oh, right. whips. That's on my short list to play. I'm going to spoil some things about it because I, okay. I, it, I think that it, it is it's motivating and it doesn't in, in any way like affect like it's it's not like <laughs> Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> um, so here's the deal with Everhood. You start out, you're like a like a red mage or red wizard or fucking something. Mm -hmm. And um, you have part of your body stolen. Yeah. Tuesday. And you go after because you're made because you're made of wood, right? And yeah. so you go after it, and then you get you get part of it back. And then to get your your final arm back, you got to do some big thing. And that's your like inciting incident to, into the actual game. Is like I got to get my my final arm back because the like Jabba the Hutt guy that had it doesn't have it anymore. Cool, whatever. 
the gameplay of this game it's it's a lot like undertale where it's like it's it's rpg encounters but the gameplay is not a turn-based situation like in mm -hmm. undertale it was a shoot 'em up and various other things depending on what was going on right. um this is a guitar hero platformer yeah um it is so incredibly good like how how it goes is and i know cam that you've seen screenshots mm -hmm. of this but like i'm gonna it, like visually or at least like from like the title vibe that i get it almost kind of reminds me of like hotline miami a little bit but like a little less bit drunk yeah well yeah, more yeah <laughs> like on dmt maybe less blurry yeah yeah <laughs> well actually not not less blurry because sometimes it gets blurry on purpose good good this game just really seems like guitar hero 3 battle mode 2 <laughs> <laughs> it's it is so fucking cool so I, I'll, I'll try to explain a little bit more of it mm -hmm. like it, it i mean everybody's seen guitar hero if you're listening to this podcast you know what guitar hero at least never, looks like to play um you are at the end of a like a music staff basically that's coming at you and there are there are waves of things that come at you and you, you can either jump over them and once you get your arm back you can deflect them and do damage um, but there are also things that you can't jump over um, so you need to move left and right on the thing it's like like a lot like um it's weirdly like amplitude you just going through this like wacky world with these weird characters and doing stuff and there's little mini games like there's a really weirdly good racing game in there in there um the music is amazing but the thing that gets me is like one the art design is is fucking cool it's it's a lot like undertale it's like if you looked at it like a straight up and down reading of like screenshots of this is just like yeah it's like a fucking yes they mm -hmm. played undertale and we're like i want to do one of those sure but it's like so much so much more than that like the what the actual story is of like what everybody's doing there and how everybody got there is like so interesting there are really cool characters there's a fucking nosferatu character his name is nosferatu and he sneezes <laughs> when he's you're done talking to him that's really good are you kidding me nosferatu that's so good oh my god <laughs> and there are like it's one of those games where you think that you are like a new person in this land and like the the one of the twists of it is like you know all of these characters know you from something and like that's kind of the thing and there are like huge twists like after you get your arm back you can like steal people's souls fucking tight and like it's almost like the like genocide route in undertale or whatever but mm -hmm. the the thing is of it like most people are like cool with it and so you're like, why are people cool with me, like, completely ending their existence? And there is an answer to that, and I won't spoil that, but, like, it's just so cool. And, like, you're villainous to some people, but some people are like, oh, cool. Like, thank you. You can kill save points because um, they're, like, lanterns that can talk to you and stuff. And, like, a, a lot of them will be like, I don't have any interesting things to say, so you don't need to talk to me a couple times. This is the one, like, you're fine just talking to me the one time. <laughs> Um, you fight an ATM machine like three times. It's very cool. Good. You go into the forest to do one of your like quests and it's like, yeah, 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 fine. Cool, cool, cool. Like I've done three of these to open this door, whatever, whatever. And then there's like a little elf and he's like, hey, and you're like, what? And it's like, come over here. I got it. I got another thing going on over here. <laughs> so you, you like go with him and you, you do one of these like guitar hero battles and then it goes fucking wild, dude. Like cool. it'll rotate like that that Undertale um yeah. that, that that yeah, that Megalovania chart yeah. for uh, clone hero. Um the fucking mod chart. Yeah. yeah. This game is like what if what if every significant mm. encounter was a mod chart? Fuck. It moves around, it'll like zoom way out and like rotate or like mm. split or get blurry or just like intentionally confusing at the end of this game dog you like you kill 
Buddha? <laughs> cool. Great. <laughs> sure. And he's like, cool with it. It's so fucking cool and weird. And I can't even scratch the surface, even without spoiling anything. I can't even scratch the mm-hmm. surface of why I like this game. It's so cheap. It's on Switch. Like, get it. It's uh, on sale on Steam right now for like seven bucks. Bro, get it and play it. It is so Actually, I would recommend getting it on PC because of the latency of like sure. rhythm games yeah, and stuff. Totally. Um, Whatever your most powerful device is that can play yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just so, it's so fun and interesting. And like, every once in a while, like, these like otherworldly narrators will show up and be like, Are you having a good time? Are you finding truths? Would you like mm. a truth? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and so what? What? what, what I? Because <laughs> um, the the subtitle of the game is an ineffable tale of the inexpressible divine moments of truth. Tight, good, and so good. every once in a while, you'll like encounter these things, and they'll be like, "Do you want an absolute truth? If you do, like if you know these truths, you'll be like less mortal or whatever. Mm. But and so you're like, does does this affect anything? Um, but it's like you know, first absolute truth, nothing is lost. And so you go, oh, okay. And then it, then it's like, have a good day, goodbye. Okay, from bye, the thanks. Realm. All right, see you later. Uh, I'll just be over here, I guess. Like it, like you'll run into these these things, and it'll be like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. It seems you have returned early. This is when you like encounter one of these like secret spots where you fucking talk to the otherworldly elder gods of Guitar Hero or something. Yeah, (laughs) they're like something is amiss. This shouldn't be a possible. This shouldn't be possible. You can't learn too much. It would interfere with your purpose. I will restore Uh. your body to before you started to um, drift away. I suggest that you continue with what you're doing, but be careful. I could give you advice that would help you, but it's a secret that must stay between us. If you want, I can give you, like, space, space, an absolute truth. Oh. This is certainly not the right way to do it, but it might help you, or it might horribly twist you. (laughs) Like... Are you kidding me? That is my, oh that's my, my God. bread and butter, dude. Just like yeah. going around doing your, doing your thing in a game. And then a fucking like elder God is just like, do you want to eat the bacon? And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> or whatever. Like it'll just tell you some random shit in this game. If you say no to the absolute truths of which there are four, you can say, no, I don't want to hear the last absolute truth. Like this narrator person will be like, it makes me happy to hear that. And it's like, oh. Uh oh! <laughs> this literally just seems like what would happen if you just took both of our essences and just put it in a video game. Yeah, like the final, the final battle of this, where you—it's a lot like Undertale again, where you are mm-hmm. like meeting again all of the people that you met, but this time because it's a musical thing, like their musical elements are oh, all mi- mixing fuck. and stuff. Yeah, and like. There's yeah. people from your past life that really care about you and don't want to see you like become this thing, or they're like sad that you're burdened with this thing that you have to do, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna play this. It's so weirdly emotional at the end of just like like the thing that that always gets me is like everybody wants you to be okay. It's okay. I'm like <laughs> you know like that's that's what basically the ending of this game is. Everhood is such a good game and I think everybody should play it if you're into weird indie games or games or narratives at all where mm-hmm. it you don't really know what's going on. It's more of an emotional story than like a like a lore story, but there sure. is an internal logic to it that you like grab onto and understand it's not it's not silly and goofy and random for its own sake like after a certain point you're like oh once the like the like reality of like what the game is about um hits and you Mm -hmm. like find out that lore you're like that's really fucking interesting like i have not heard i've not seen a story do this kind of thing um I don't think ever. Fuck yeah. It's just it's just so cool and goofy and you know in a way where you're like, "Oh, this this like jump starts my brain mm-hmm. in a way that like I'm I'm not used to thinking these sorts of thoughts of my own volition." And so having something 
make you think these kinds of thoughts is like really the kind of thing I go for in an interactive yeah. medium and like welcome to me seriously talking about video games for the only time in my life but like <laughs> once a year once a year <laughs> once a year <laughs> it's that time of year again <laughs> it's satan claus little it's knife satan just pops claus. up <laughs> fucking racky but like yeah man it's it's that kind of thing in games that i that i really like where it it just kind of shakes you out of what you think a game will be or can be or is or whatever and is like it doesn't want to be more than what it is it's it took me mm -hmm. like i don't know three sessions to play it mm -hmm. and then it was just like it literally at the end is like cool see ya have a good day and i'm like man that's that was a really nice experience that yeah. I just Hell yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's my favorite game of the year and like literally nobody that i know other than reb and myself have played it soon to be camp i'll play inscription if you play ever <laughs> that is that it, will you play are you gonna play it on pc like are you of just course. gonna like okay yeah. fuck yeah no let's do it i'm, I'm super in <laughs> i want you to play inscription more than i want a lot of things in my life so i'm downloading the epic games uh app again on this on this here computer once more fuck so yeah, fuck yeah it's happening kids hell yeah let's go let's go baby so what was your favorite game of the year ch children sound off <laughs> in the comments below <laughs> um there's there's just like so many cool things that came out this year like I wanted to talk about Halo a little bit, but I just like, I, you know. Grappling hook, motherfucker. It's good. It's good. Um, <laughs> I just finished Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart last night. Got way more emotional than I thought I would at the ending of that game. Um, just a lot of cool shit. Fucking shout out to Job Job. Shout out to, you know, Jackbox. Shout out to Job Job. Shout out to fucking the Gen 4 remakes for Pokemon. Having a great time with those. Yeah. Fucking Pokemon Unite whips ass yeah more than i thought it would delta rune dicey dungeons fucking dicey dungeons is great yeah bowser's fury fucking yeah. whips dude it's great um shovel knight pocket dungeon is really really good <laughs> i said like i i didn't want any like screenshots of that because it was going to do something to me and nate and i were having a conversation about something and then they said hey by the way one more thing i'm like yeah what's up and they just posted a picture of it and said fuck you i'm like <laughs> ah you, fuck. shovel knight <laughs> shout out to haven that's a game i don't think i saw a lot of people talk about but it's like this really cool uh game about a relationship that Oh, yeah. It was really good. Metroid <laughs> Dread came out this year. What the fuck? Yeah. I'm I really surprised you didn't talk about that. That game owns. Well, see, I, de I delete games off my Switch once I'm done with them. I save the save data, obviously, but I, I don't have that big of an SD card on here. Yeah. Uh, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 it didn't show up on my thing. But yeah, Metroid Dread whips yes dude the second uh metroid game i've ever finished in my life so the fifth metroid game i've ever finished in my life because <laughs> it's metroid 5 and i have not beaten the prime games because i do not consider them to be very good anyway this has been <laughs> <laughs> this has been the video game robot show end of the year spectacular you're, you're getting it after the new year starts so how's 2022 treating you i hope mercury mercury's not in gatorade and that you're having a good time and that you never ever have wet socks i'm gonna take a just a just a gamble here and just to see the wild called shot here and say that shit's probably still gonna be pretty bad shit's pretty fucked but video games is pretty aight <laughs> yeah except when um, that's also fucked but you know it's fine yeah well yeah we don't play activision games in this household <laughs> <laughs> what do you think i feel okay about playing clone hero now <laughs> <laughs> exactly um spyro wanted for murder uh <laughs> So yeah, that's the end of this podcast. I, we don't have patch notes or anything because we didn't do a normal episode of this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, but if you like this show, and this is what the only show of ours that you listen to, definitely check out Hamburglore. Yeah. Definitely check out The Big Three. We are about to start like phase two of The Big Three. It's very exciting. We have a, a, a bevy of seasonal podcasts like pretty much ready to go as soon as we have the time to record them. By the time this is out, I think uh, everything ranked is almost done. Season two. Yeah, it'll be pretty ready to wrap up. So see who wins that. Uh, mm. See what wins that. Um, yeah. It's it's a good 
oh, what's wrong with me? It's a good it's, time. It's, 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 it's a pretty good ending. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, man, uh, we have a bunch of merch. We're going to have more merch in the shop because Bonfire mm-hmm. is a cool service. And yeah. some of the shirts are very good and some of them are very bad, but very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely recommend checking that stuff out. And, you know, as always, shout out to everybody that's been on shows in yeah. the past year with us. Like, it's been so cool to like meet people that actually make games and stuff and mm-hmm. talk about stuff and tickle their brain in a way that they're not used to talking about and and like as as well as just talking to people that don't even do content and are just cool friends of ours that are on the show it's like hey you want to you know, talk about you talking about socks pp socks pp uh, <laughs> that's usually how we pitch it yeah yeah it's been a fucking another cool year and it's gonna yep. be another hopefully maybe even cooler year um in 2022 that'd be pretty cool i could fucking use that <laughs> until um, unless a meteor fucking hits in which case you know i mean whatever. i welcome it at this point but yeah it, <laughs> bury me with my amiibo <laughs> um so yeah um with that our our show art is by zach russell you can find their work at at cavity crew our music is by julian v you can find their work at at jules vz i can be found on twitter at at victory position i can be found at at the candy man And this has been the Video Game Robot Show, and as always, next time we'll have fake games. (laughs) 